Oh, no, this is great. Thank you so much. Um, Elephant Six is great. Uh, Thank you. I really, uh, I, well, I'm also a 90s kid, so it sort of took me back a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, Same here. Yeah, I, honestly, uh, Rob, I'm, but I, I will say I did not know who the Elephant Six were. And from what I understand of the film, that's not an uncommon thing, but unless you're one of the bands, in which case everybody sort of knows who the Elephant Elephant Six bands are. Yeah, I think um, I was a huge fan of these bands at the time. Uh, I had, you know, like some people in the film talk about, I would go into record stores and look for CDs mm. that had the logo on the back. Um, but I really didn't know who any of them were. It wasn't like some of these other bands where you knew the band members names or there was some something about what they looked like for whatever reason with elephant six it was never about that um mm. at least for me you know i knew the names of maybe like jeff mangum from neutral milk hotel maybe robert schneider from the apples and stereo but i guess maybe because they had this very like collagey 60s psychedelic aesthetic it was it, somehow their own personalities were not not at the forefront and making this film and watching this film uh it's been really fun to kind of fall in love not just with the music but with these people and these characters mm. who were so quirky and these charming you know ahead of their time artists uh, they seem to have been they seem to have been and I, i'm wondering like for you as you're you know as you delved into the the filmmaking what what do you see as the influence of uh the elephant six bands you know it's a it's it's hard to pinpoint because it's not like you can say here's this one band that right. sounds just like that you know but I, I think part of the reason that uh is the case is because the elephant six sound was so varied and was was itself kind of like rooted in this like um you know semi homage to like you know later beatles and beach boys smile and stuff like that you know they're kind of part of this more of this trajectory of like um psychedelic revivalism to an extent while at the same time they were as they say in the film influenced by more contemporary 90s stuff like pavement um you know i think you could name bands that sound like pavement but you can't name that many bands that sound like the apples and stereo or certainly not neutral milk hotel even if you can pinpoint you know like there's a phoebe bridgers has a, a very poppy song with a trumpet part um kyoto that she played on saturday night live that really kind of sounds like neutral milk hotel to my ears um, so you catch little bits and pieces of it, I think, their influence. But I think their greatest influence was just the DIY spirit that people carry on, maybe not stylistically, but in just, you know, contemporary independent music that people record at home on their laptops and release on Bandcamp and SoundCloud and these kind of like alternative distribution platforms. I think the you know, in, in a in a way that kind of like indie music mentality and aesthetic is more alive than it's ever been. Um, in large part, thanks to them. Even if you can't say, well, this band sounds like Olivia Tremor Control. I think their spirit of just like going their own way and 
making their music even if there's not a real label or uh you know anyone financing it or anything like that that carries on and then of course you know neutral milk hotel um are kind of like a perfect example of how some of this very independent late 90s music is just wildly popular now and mm. massively well known uh even if they're not a household name they could sell out the hollywood bowl <laughs> wow. um and uh there's a lot you know indie music is huge now it's become kind of corporatized and you have these bands like arcade fire playing at arenas and stuff um it's true that's uh you kind of see how how that style of music um has endured yeah it's it's interesting because you know a lot of people will look at arcade fire for the first time you know if, if they're unfamiliar with the music history and they'll say wow that that's really unique but you can see progressions along the way of, of what builds to 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 the some of these current bands one of the phrases I thought in the film was so interesting is is a beacon for weirdos. I love that. Um, I was just wondering what that means to you and and what you see as the value in that. I mean, I think Elephant Six was inclusive before that was a word that was even used, mm. you know. Um, it was all about being yourself and being like whatever gender or color or sexuality or whatever like aesthetic taste you have or whatever personality quirk or you know somewhat might be seen as a defect or something you embrace it and you just be an individual um kind of like let your freak flag fly i suppose um was a big part of it and i think that is kind of like it's a little bit of a you know small college town mentality mm. you know um that exists and has existed in other scenes too, but it was really something that they embraced and uh, they built on kind of an existing um, tradition of that within Athens, Georgia. I think they kind of like came in as outsiders to join this existing post REM Athens scene and kind of bring that town back to life. But I think they took elements of a lot of that 80s college rock and kind of added it added the 60s element to it and made this thing that has uh you know stood the test of time you know i it, i love that you talk about athens because i mean growing up in the 90s we talked about seattle and we talked about uh new was it new jersey or new york you know like that is the east coast west coast right yeah and i'm like the athens sound <laughs> like, yeah. um but it seems like I mean, you have the these band members and they're talking about, well, I, I'd go to five or six shows a week and there was just creativity was just all over the place. It was just bursting at the seams in Athens. Um, and, and yet there there was also this very heavy community lifestyle, it seemed to be, amongst, uh, amongst the groups. Now, I know they split off and they went different areas. But I was wondering, from your perspective, you know, how that community lifestyle uh, shaped, helped shape the film or the music? Yeah, so I mean, I think a key part of all this is the kind of like going your own way and doing things yourself. Mm. Um, that kind of community uh, aspect of it, like allowed everyone to kind of help each other and support each other. And you'd have 
somebody like a Jeff Mangum, who's the lead vocalist in Neutral Milk Hotel, you know, playing drums on his friend's album, or the woman who joins Elf Power not knowing how to play any instruments ends up being the live sound person for Neutral Milk Hotel. You know, it's like it's like if everybody's living in one big house together, some every, people end up taking turns cooking dinner or doing the dishes or something. And they're all supporting each other in different ways in the same way with the music, you know. Um, people can contribute things to their friend's project. And as I think Jeff Mangum in the film says, it's like the thing that makes the music special is the the smaller contributions of your friends that sort of like help add to this like majestic whole of the music. Yeah, I think I think there's a line in the film that talks about everyone is special in the band. And it, it it's, I mean, it's such a different way than traditionally what you think of when you think of a band or or bands, a collection of bands. This is this is very much a collective uh, of yeah, people. And I think that, really. that, that may be why the individual names of the band members, for whatever reason, back when we were fans of these bands in the 90s, they weren't emphasized as much because these bands really were kind of they were teams you know it wasn't like oh well that guy's just the drummer it was everybody is essential to the sound and everybody is contributing something creatively so um it's such a it's such a great thing you know that's i think the film is a celebration of friendship and artistic collaboration and doing things together um not just like doing something just for yourself you know yeah caring about your friends and respecting them and including them yeah i i love that it, it's it's really something to see it's something to really fascinating to watch um there's a comment in the film i thought was pretty interesting i wanted i wanted to ask you about it um it's it somebody says that they go further into themselves because they had to in that space again i guess that's talking about in in athens um and uh i was just wondering what that what that means why what was driving this creative spirit uh among, not amongst themselves we know there's a community i'm talking not talking about the community of of band members but the the sort of atmosphere that they were in yeah i think there's something expressed in the film about sort of um you know when you're in, when you live in a small town as opposed to like you know new york um you know, it's, it's a lot easier to, you can, I think if you, if you're interested in alternative culture, mm. you know, if you're in a big city, it's a lot easier to just kind of go along with the group, you know, and sort of participate in like something that is alternative, but with lots of other people and you end up kind of just sort of following the group. Whereas I think in a small town, when there's only a handful of people who are interested in the kinds of things that you're in, um, you can kind of develop your own aesthetic even more because there's not as many people influencing mm. influencing what you what do you think is good, especially back then pre-internet, you know, where it was um, you kind of had to discover you work to discover things, and you couldn't just decide. Well, I'm into this one hyper specific type of art or music that I found about online. Um, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it, do, it does. And actually it's, it's funny. I mean, again, having grown up in the nineties, a lot of times people compared them to the sixties in terms of the artistic vibe. Um, 
you know, technology was just changing enough to sort of give you these new opportunities, new sounds, and ex- explore these things. Um, it, it really is a and and as I'm watching the film, I can see that ethos sort of playing out. You know, it, it you know the sounds that they're creating are almost just a state of play. Like, you know, let's 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 try this. I think at one point they somebody makes a comment about how they wanted to bounce a basketball on the ground and their their teacher said, "No, you can't do that." So he did it anyway or something like that. Yeah, for uh, sure there's there's a, a spirit of experimentation and um a spirit of just, you know, chance, you know. Um, yeah. The, the the heavy influence of like William S. Burroughs and the sort of cut up writing techniques of just, you know, let's throw a bunch of words into a hat and see what comes out. You see that even in the band names like Neutral Milk Hotel and Olivia Tremor Control are basically like if, you know, they're cut up, you know, it's like refrigerator magnet poetry names. Um, so you see a lot of that. And yeah, and yet it was a very even though it was influenced by all those 60s artistic movements, it was super 90s at the same time, you know, it's like, they were almost taking the sort of like, um, lo fi home recording aesthetic of like Sebado and guided by voices and adding this like more LSD influence to it. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I would say this to you too. I know we're, we're starting to run out of time, but um, do you think that we've lost that sort of creative spirit today or has it just changed in, in other, into other forms? No, I don't think so. Um, I think there's, there's all, oh, there's almost more interesting music now. It's just that, um, there's just so much stuff out there that it's, it's, so hard to keep track of anything you know and i god knows how many things are falling through the cracks of like going online and disappearing and no one ever hears it i'm sure there's great stuff that we're missing that maybe in the future somebody will shine a light on but it's you know it's the same issue you have with um you know overproduction of like films and tv shows right now where it's just like there's so much good stuff you know something small can so easily be forgotten whereas i think you know, in the nineties and before the internet, there were many, there were much, there were a lot more barriers to entry, you know, mm. to have more specialized knowledge, to be able to get a cassette out there or go on tour. And now it's like anybody can make their thing at home and upload it. And um, nobody's making any money off of it. And, you know, there's probably bands like the apples and stereo that are just as good now that, uh, you know, they don't have that CD revenue and they can't right. make that second album or, or whatever, or maybe they can't even get anybody to notice them in the first place. So I think there's stuff out there and there's, uh, it's, it's more of a economic maybe reality than, than a dearth of creativity. Right. That's fair. Well, I, the film is great. I was just wondering as we wrap up what you hope audiences take away from it. I hope that one that people fall in love with this music uh, for the first time, or again, if it's something that meant something to them in the past, you know, we tried to make a film that would be totally accessible to anybody 
whether they had no background on these bands or whether they were a fan of Neutral Milk Hotel only, I think hopefully people can watch this movie and by the end of it kind of really be a fan of the group as a whole. So we hope it'll get people to listen to these bands again and maybe allow some of them to go back on tour. Um, and then we hope it in, um, inspires people to just make their art, you know, whatever mm -hmm. that is, you know, take this, take, take these bands inspiration and go record something at home or make, make a cool collage or put on a theater show or something. It's like, um, you know, the film, do some, do something creative with your friends and don't wait for someone else to like, tell you it's okay to do it because mm. you have to, you have to do it yourself. Yeah. I love that. I love that. That's, that's great. Uh, honestly, I really appreciate it, Rob. The, the, the film's a blast is absolutely, it's, it's almost more of a mood than it is a, a documentary. It's really interesting to watch, uh, sort of ethereal in its, in its approach. It's really well done and, uh, premiering a doc NYC. Yep. This week, this week. This week. Yeah. Um, well, congratulations on it. I wish you the best and, uh, thank you uh, so much. Nice talking with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. It was nice talking with you too. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye.